What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today's episode includes two shows today, and our second features one of the voices of the Miami Dolphins, former Miami Dolphins player Joe Rose, catching up on the Dolphins' 2-0 start. I trust you will all enjoy this conversation, so let's go ahead and dive right into it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it. A lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of the DraftNetwork.com. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Yes, it is crossover Thursday, but it is also Joe Rose Day today on the program. Hooked up with Joe Rose, got a chance to talk Dolphins football, 2-0 start. You guys are going to dig it. So I don't want to keep this from you guys any further, but before we dive in with Joe, today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Joe Rose, Locked On Dolphins, you, me, Joe, let's get after it. Let's dive right in. Joe Rose, here today on the program. Back by popular demand here on Locked On Dolphins. Good friend of the program, good friend of myself. Uh, It's been an absolute joy to get to know Mr. Joe Rose. Of course, Joe Rose show, uh, the, the man who... Logged six years with the Miami Dolphins in the 1980s. You yeah. did him on the radio. Six and a little IR. Yes, I did. He's uh he's been around the block a couple of times. So Joe, it's it's good to have you back on the block here on Locked On Dolphins. How are things going? Doing great, man. And uh, this start has been uh, good. You know, I've been doing these games on the radio with Jimmy Cephalo and Bob Greasy and Jason Taylor and different guys. Jim Mandich before that, before he lost him, and. um this has been really fun. This has been because of the offense um, and how well they played, especially in this last game. It's just been incredible. My phone has just been blowing up. I'm sure you've been talking to a lot of people. Uh, it, it just had two completely different personalities that first half. And how bad is this going to get at halftime to holy crap, we just won the game. Uh, unbelievable. And you know, we, we've mentioned you've been around the block with the Dolphins for a couple years now, and I'd love to hear from you. Last time you remember a win like this, you know, not, not necessarily like we we had miraculous wins, the Miami Miracle, the Cam yeah. Wake walk-off sack on Thursday night football uh, against the Bengals, the blocked punt uh, against the Minnesota Vikings that set up the game win or that scored the game-winning safety at home uh, in December a couple years back. But like, 35-14, fourth quarter on the the offense, you know, putting up 28 points. When's the last time you remember that kind of outburst from this Dolphins team? I've been trying hard with this brain that has seen it all since the 80s here in South Florida. Um, beating myself up when even, uh, even on the flight home with the team to 
driving home that night to getting up early in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And uh, I can't remember anything like this. I mean, I literally got to go back to Marino games and shootouts late in the game where he'd bring the team back. But th this was this was just so out of right field, right? It, it was just Tua, um, all the talk about Tua Tungavailoa, and, you know, can he do it? Can he do this? Can he do that? And then he puts up, like, some of the best numbers in the history of this franchise, uh, along with Bob Greasy's best games and, and right there in the middle of two or three of Dan Marino's best games. It was just um, for a guy that's – and you know this. You and I talk about it all the time. Kyle, Tua Tungavailoa lives under a microscope because of where he drafted, where he went to school – what's expected, the guys drafted before him and after him. Um, he just constantly, uh, we, we watch everything he, he, he can do and can't do. So to see him put it together and after two games, be the number one quarterback in the rankings in the NFL, it's pretty amazing with yards and seven touchdowns and um, putting up ridiculous numbers. And when they said they're going to put some weapons around them, and giving better supporting cast, boy, have they ever. So let me ask you this. We, we've seen what the blueprint was this offseason, the plan, add a lot more speed to the skill players, get a couple key pieces on the offensive line. What has stood out to you as the biggest catalyst for, for this? Is it the system? Is it the coaching? Is it just the raw talent? Like, how yeah. do you, because usually you just expect a new coaching staff comes in, there's going to be growing pains while everybody gets on the same page. And that very well may still happen. And I think it was fair to say there were some growing pains and, and some miscommunications and mistimings in the New England game in the first half of the Baltimore game. And, but, you know, you, you certainly wouldn't expect this team to be like top five scoring offense through the first two games. And quite frankly, left points out on the field against New England to the degree in which they have after so many games in the previous regime where it felt like pulling teeth to try and get to 24 points. Right. So um, that's another one. You know, you go through it. Fans want to know who, 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 who are we going to give credit to? Who are we giving the most credit to? Listen, it starts with Mike McDaniel, period. It starts with this coach, um, his offensive mindset, his system. He's aggressive. And to me, he came in. And he put all the fire and all the junk out, the flow junk, the suspension of ownership. He put it all to rest. He, you know, no more talking, you know, that Brady and Deshaun Watson, are, they're out there and we might somehow get them. And, 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 uh, you know, it's just, and the first thing he did was go to work on Tua Tungavailoa. He turned into a counselor in a sense to me and went, hey, man, I got your back. Now, you've had other people tell you that, Well, you haven't been around me. And it started on his trip back here to get introduced after he accepted the job. And uh, he threw good practices and bad practices and great throws and shaky throws in, in camp. Um, he stuck with him, man. He stuck with him. He's rehabbed this offensive line to believe with put great coaches around him. He's a real secure guy. You know, I, I talked about this on the radio, Kyle, and I don't know if, if you've talked about it. 
He's one of the most secure first-time head coaches I've ever seen by the guys he hired. He hired guys that have bigger resumes as far as coaching in this league, a quarterback coach, offensive line coach. you got some guys on here now that have been around the league. He went out and hired former players that were pretty damn good in Wes Welker, Sertan, and Sam Madison. I mean, he, he's got NFL guys. A lot of guys don't. We've had other coaches here. Didn't want anything to do with the NFL coach. I got a system. I can't have them telling me I played. This doesn't work. It drives those guys nuts that didn't play in the NFL. So they, this guy says, man, I want the best coaches. This is a system. Let's coach them up. But I want things to stay real positive with these guys. We're not beating guys up. Those days are done. Those days, I had all those guys. It, 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 it's not intimidation. It, it, it's going to be positive. It's going to be reinforced every day. Pat them on the back. Believe in them. Because this offense has been beaten up, to be quite honest. Nobody wants to come out and say it. And uh, so he put his system in. He got the right guys to coach it up. We got a good coach, uh, a bunch of good coaches. This pass protection that we have right now, run game's still getting better, some, some stuff. But the pass protection, never this good last year. Never this good as they were against Baltimore. Um, so, so I just think it starts with Mike before we get into, well, we got your great receivers and broken coverages and, and, uh, you know, it's about two, uh, you know, it's always about the quarterback. Now nah, it starts with the day they hired this guy that we didn't know that much about Mike McDaniel. Remember when winning felt easy, that's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. Some what's. Remember when winning felt easy? It's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge back again and that old swagger back in your step? Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs. You'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive and more passion to your partner will notice the difference. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total T, you get the same clinical proficiency levels used in the trials, and Nugenics's formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text NFL to 231-231. Text now to get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in fast shape. Absolutely free. Text NFL to 231-231. Text NFL to 231-231. Messaging data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. So wanted to ask you this too. Um, you know, this is a team that despite all the changes, we came into this all this season and, and we generally felt like we had oh, pretty firm expectations for the Dolphins and, and winning, having winning record each of the last two seasons and, and well, bringing the defensive infrastructure back. And I'd be curious if you if you thought about it and you looked at the entirety of the team, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, all of that together through two games. Where does this team 
meet as far as what your expectations were? Are they ahead of schedule? Are they on schedule? Or are there areas where you feel like could potentially drag them down from the 2-0 and start that they've had, whether that's the explosive plays on defense that were conceded yeah. last week? Like w- When you think about meeting expectations, coming short of expectations, or exceeding expectations, where, where are you at right now in the big picture with the team? I would say because we talked so much about these first four games and there were a lot of, a lot of doubters and like, here we go again. Um, I think we're a little ahead. Uh, the defense, listen, you know, nobody's going to talk about defense when you give up 38 points in a game. Right. All those seven right. were on, on a kickoff return, but in the fourth quarter, they got a bunch of stops, man. And got, they got them quickly. Fourth down stop, got them right. Got the ball right back to the offense so, so they, they rolled in there pretty good. Now, watching them give up that many big plays. Wow. A big run, a big pass play uh, against Xavier Howard, your best. And then that kickoff return to start the game. That, I mean, that, that almost felt like 14 to nothing when that happens. I mean, you're getting all set, wondering what you're going to look like on defense. Next thing you know, a guy's taking it to the house on kickoff return. There's not that many during the year. And the Miami Dolphins give up. The first one on the first opening kickoff of the game, but yeah, I think overall they're uh, they're a little ahead of because I I know the defense can play better, and uh, and the offense is ahead of what I thought. I um, I didn't think the offense. Listen, they can move the ball, um, and, and the thing I like about our offense, there's so many different things. That the more I study this and. The more I'm around Mike McDaniel and the more I watch, not only is he aggressive, I, I think we've all learned nobody's safe when you get to midfield, right? On fourth down, right. nobody's safe, man. Um, he throws a little analytics in there, throws a couple of uh, stats in there. Somebody puts something in his ear and he gets the itch to go for it, right? So we we have seen that. But um, I, I just like the way this team, they can move it. And if if the running game's not going – He's got no problem throwing it. He he knows where his bread and butter is. The strength of this team is those two speed guys that are not just really fast on the outside. They're great catching the ball. They don't drop it. They run great routes. Um, I I thought um, you have to tell me if you agree. I thought Jalen Waddle ran one of the greatest routes I've seen run that out and up totally juked the guy on the inside and just gave a wide open target to catch, not only catch the ball, he beat him so bad that he was able to catch the ball, turn and, and run down the sideline and, and pick up another 15 or 20 yards. And, and I'm like, wow, this Jalen Waddle, it's not Tyree kill, but I'll tell you what, he's not too far behind. Um, it's fun to watch those two guys. Cause they can take it to the house. Uh, one slip, um, they go up and get the ball. Jalen Waddle at the end of the game goes up and gets it. You know, it was up high, and hand, but a guy's got his hand in there. He goes up, makes the catch. So I, I'm excited. Um, I play with the Marks brothers, um, and I, I'm not ready to call these two the Marks brothers, but these are two big-time number one receivers in the NFL that can play with anybody. When anybody wants to debate who's got the best set of starting wide receivers in the league, they might be talking about our two guys. So 
doesn't feel like it was only 12 months ago that there was a whole raging debate going on about how badly the Dolphins screwed up the sixth overall pick by not <laughs> by trading out of the position to draft Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, who, by the way, Kyle Pitts, four receptions for 38 yards through two games this season. Yeah. It's almost like the offense and the structure has to be right for good players to perform. Yeah, listen, and and that's part of going back to Mike McDaniel, putting guys in a good situation, really pushing to get Tyree Kill. Said, man, if we can afford it, are you kidding me? I had a bigger version of that guy in San Francisco and used them a lot of different ways. You're going to give me a smaller version that can run at a different speed, man, and, and he's got all these thoughts going through his head and all this stuff that he can do. He's really gotten a lot out of this veteran free agent class uh, besides the trade for Tyree Kill. That's uh, that's another good story. Listen, he's making Chris Greer look real good. I know I've beaten up Chris Greer pretty good myself. Um, he's he's helped Chris Greer. I mean, he he's like, Chris got to be excited because guys Chris has drafted and, and guys that Chris went out and got through veteran free agency. Um, much better than the last time around when we cut like half those guys after the first right. year that Brian Flores had. Wanted to ask you, you mentioning the free agent class, there's a player who stood out to me big time uh, in both of, of the Dolphins' first two games, and he, he stood out in training camp despite the fact that he spent the entire week that I was down there watching practice wearing a red non-contact jersey, and that's Alec Ingold. Would love to hear your thoughts on Ingold as like this I'm hoping he can become this year's version of the Matt Collins, like dirty work type player that fans can really come to love and appreciate for all the little things that he does to allow his teammates to succeed with the football. Has, has he flashed to you in the same way that he has to me? Yeah, I uh, listen. First thing I do when we get a guy is go back and look at the highlights. I know you really break it down what he does and you take it to a new level now. But I like to look at highlights, guy catching the ball blocking he's got a first down running the football for us um get out and get some big blocks helping the receivers on the outside crushing guys um the big thing for him he's been banged up I think he's still playing a little banged up um but I'm a big fan of having a fullback back in this offense which listen if you watch the 49ers they've they've got a real good fullback that does a lot of things and one of the things they ask him to do besides block inside and outside is be able to catch the football and he looks like he can do a lot of different things. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about him. Hey, listen, early on, I know you and I have talked because we always get excited about some guys and right. when they step in and they play well, Greg little last year, I thought he was really bad banged up, but just, we got him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's just – and I know he's – you know, he he was a top two-round guy. But it was like, man – and he comes back. He's injured for weeks. I'm like, you have to cut this guy, man. He's got to play. Plays in the last preseason game and plays his ass off. Plays unbelievable to the point they go, you're the backup tackle. That was impressive. Gets a start early on. Austin Jackson's out now for on IR for at least four weeks. Greg Little steps in. Um, you know more than I did because you watched up close. Played really well, though, man. The pass protection, he was part of it and and played great. Then the Cater Kahoo story is to me. Now, that one, you know, I'm, I go to practice. I see, I see him 28 make a few plays. I had no idea they were this high on him 
to the amount that he's played, including taking snaps from Nick Needham in the last game because of his quickness, his ability. And, and my joke is from college unknown because of the way he plays, but uh, that's, that's a great pickup. And the story behind it with uh, Coach Boyer being a big fan of this guy, he noticed him on films, runs over to the general manager, says, hey, can you take a look at this guy? I really like him. Here he is playing for you as a rookie free agent. Wow. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty poetic, too, when you think about Needham and, and his journey for three years from a, a UDFA and playing in the nickel. Story. And, and And right now, you I mean, who knows if Nick will be back next year or not. There's a lot of ball left to play, but um, Cater in position potentially to develop this year, and, and that, that, that might be a role that's open on the team next year based on financials and the salary cap and, and Nick's contract desires and wishes and what Miami values him at. Like, it's hard to say, yeah. but you could really go from one UDFA nickel corner who's, who was an amazing story to another here. It's really yeah. fun. I know you brought up on the radio to me about finances and we forget about that. You know, as fans, we're great about right. spending way too much money. You know, right. I mean, there's no salary cap when it comes to fans. It's not man. our money, you right? Know. Go ahead and spend it. Make it work. <laughs> I don't care. But um, Byron Jones is going to be an interesting one because makes a lot of money. He's going to have to come back and play well. He is at some point, and, and I expect he'll be back. And the Achilles is a slow slow healing injury, the worst. And he's a speed guy, but uh, he needs to come back. I'm looking forward to having him back because the amount of money he, you know, you expect those guys, if you're going to make that kind of money. You got to play a lot. You got to be productive in his case, cover people well. And if he doesn't, you know, that's why you're getting these guys are getting this opportunity to set themselves up for, for starting positions or playing a lot more next year. Bet online is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all the latest developments, matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles. When every game that you can find is always bet online remains your number one source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including major league baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Joe, the last thing I wanted to touch on with you is obviously the game this weekend. Uh, the, the Dolphins have a date with uh, the odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. They're yeah. a team the Dolphins know well. They're in the AFC East. They've been a pain in the rear end for 30 years, 40 years now. You know? <laughs> and uh, they, they've beaten the Dolphins seven consecutive times. Yeah. Uh, they they have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. They have railroaded the defending Super Bowl champions, and I was there at that game in L.A. I got to see that one up close and in person, and then this last one was on Monday Night Football in primetime. Mm -hmm. How do you like the odds, and how do they pull it off? Uh, well, well, let's start with this. As Mike McDaniel said, okay, now, now we, we take the biggest step of the year. We find out how good we are against a team that Josh Allen is seven and one lost his first game. And outside of that, he's won the last seven. And when they get a chance, they run it up on us. Um, they were running late in the game last year up there when they had the game put away, Christian Wilkins didn't like it. There was some shoving 
I don't think ownership was real excited to see Josh Allen uh, running shotgun sweeps, quarterback sweeps, but um, they're good, man. They got a confidence starts with him um, to me. Cause the question, you know, people is how, how do you beat them? There's a chance those, those young corners, uh, they drafted two of them, one in the first round, one in the sixth round. Um, we got to throw it right back on them. We got two really good wide receivers. We don't think you can cover. And we got some pretty good other guys in there too. Um, I think that's got to be the game plan. I, I don't think he changes it a lot. I see a lot of targets going outside. Can't double both guys. You know, again, I always hate to say this, but I, I got to see it up close with Clayton and Duper. You can't double both those guys. You can't. And when you get the matchup you want, I thought Tua did a really good job. That's where his biggest growth was, throwing to the right guy in that second half. I don't know what clicked, but he was going to the right guy. He's going to the right guy. And we're going to need more of that. He's got some other really good – this group of receivers, um, even if you lose Cedric Wilson for this game, he, he took a pop. I don't know if he's going to be able to play or not. But those other guys are pretty damn good players, man. It's good separation, good route runners. Um, and it looks like we found a way to get Mike Kosicki involved in this offense. And one of the things is the back of the end zone up high, if, if you can make that throw like he did – It's always open. It's always going to be there because he, he he can jump out of the building. If you don't believe it, go back and watch him dunk a basketball, the, the video that's been out there for years now. But he has no problem playing by the crossbar. Can play up there with two hands all day. So I, I just think he's going to be a, a, a great threat. That's the other thing. The coach finds a way to get him involved in the offense, man. Right, right off the bat, down the seam, bam, hits him, comes back later and uh, getting him involved. So, so we got, we got our own things that they have to be worried about uh, with this offense because it's been, uh, it's been upgraded. So I think it's, it's gotta be another big game from the guys in the passing game. I, you know, you have to go for 250, 300. And I know it sounds stupid. People are going, Joe, you know, this, this defense is good as their offense. It is. It's a hell of a team. Um, they beat us up real bad and embarrassed us down here last year. So those guys are aware of all that stuff. Tyreek Hill brings a brand new attitude to this team, man. His, his, he brings it, right? He tells you what he's going to do. He tells you his team's really good. He has said a lot of things on behalf of Tua Tungavailoa. People are wondering, you know, what, what, he's, what he's been doing, like smoking or taking or drinking because of things he said. But um, so far, man. With that guy's confidence with this team, along with everybody else, uh, the passing game is – I had no idea it was going to be this good. Well, anytime and, – and you said so yourself, so I'm not going to pigeonhole you here, but you said there's, there's some shades of Duper and Clayton. And anytime you can invoke yeah. those two names as a comparison for your weapons on the outside, I think it's, it's quite telling because uh, those dudes were putting up 1,400 yards apiece back in the 80s when that was pretty unheard of and, and, you know, even now is, is pretty exceptional to have. So we'll, we'll see how, how much this receiving production, those two cats yeah. are, are, are putting out there on the field. They're first and third in the NFL and receiving yards through the first two games. Let's see if that pace can hold. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I got to tell you to this, to, to everybody's watching us and, and to you is I, so, you know, everybody's been talking about the March brothers. So I, I had Mark Duper on, 
And, um, and he, he goes to games. He's a big fan of what these guys are doing. You know, obviously you got to do it for a while before you can be the Marx brothers because they did play at a high level for a long time, along with, you know, the other characters in there and Dan Marino throwing the football. So I asked him, I said, Hey man, how, how would that race go? Uh, Mostert, Tyree kill Jalen Watto and you, he goes, Hey, you make sure they all know I win that race every day of the week. <laughs> Look at my times in my prime. I win. He goes, but I wouldn't mind watching Mostert and Tyreek Hill run. He's looked it up. It's funny. He looked up their track times, you know, because he heard about how fast Mostert, hey, Mostert might be the fast guy of the group coming out, yeah. right? Coming out yeah. of as a track guy. And uh, and so I just thought, because thought, he was a track guy before he's a football player and, and a world-class guy, you know, almost Olympic fast in the 100 meters. And so, um, but yeah. It was good to hear, see that that pride of, of, of my boy, Mark Super Duper, telling me in my prime, you, you make sure all those guys know I beat them all. So that's uh, still there, man. But he's having a blast. He's all pumped about going to the game and sitting in the alumni box. So all the old guys are, are really fired up about seeing something that looks a little bit little bit like the uh, mid eighties for sure. Right. And, and, and that's the goal, right? And that you could, you can feel how hungry everybody is for the standard for the Miami dolphins to get back to what it was for so long under coach Shula. And well, there's an energy and it. it feels like there's an opportunity this weekend to kind of take that next step. And as coach McDaniel said, a measuring stick and a litmus test for, for right. how good we are. And, Heaven help us if we're talking this time next week and the Dolphins have won the football game because I might still be, you know, sitting up on the ceiling, screaming my head off the whole time. So be, let's let's no, hope that's be a two of us, but that, that will be uh, two of us. You know, everybody talk about the first four games, right? Because we're all guilty of it. And by the way, to everybody out there, I'm guilty too. I look at the schedule and I go, ooh. And, and you're working off last year, W, ooh. Everybody talked about these first four games. First four games, Baltimore, oh, they kill us there every time we play. We beat them. Uh, now you come home, Buffalo, best team in football. Looks like the best team of football the way they played for sure. Uh, and then Cincinnati on a Thursday night on a short week where all of a sudden you're looking at the way they're playing and you're going, we got a shot there too. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to say, and not worry about getting blown out and feel like you got a chance to play. But this will be, this will be the one of the biggest tests of the year when you look because of what Buffalo's done, not only last year, but they're hungry this year. I think what happened with them and Kansas City winning that game only motivated them. You know, they didn't go to the Super Bowl. It was all about Kansas City, and they're playing like they got a chip on their shoulder the way they've been beating people up the first two weeks. Absolutely. Well, well, we'll see how the, the Dolphins are ready for that occasion on Sunday. Uh, Dolphins hosting Buffalo Bills at Hard Rock Stadium for their third game of the season, a class of two undefeated AFC East teams. First place on the line. Joe, I hope you enjoyed as much as I do. I hope we've got something to celebrate. Uh, don't be surprised if you get a phone call on Sunday night if, if that's the case. And if you just hear yelling, just, just know it's me. I'm going to know it's you. If I hear yep. screaming... Uh, besides everybody else, I'll know. But uh, I, I hope I get a chance to to witness what I did. Probably never see anything like it again, what happened in the fourth quarter. Um, 18 years doing the radio, doing the games, uh, doing the Dolphins with with uh, these guys. 
Uh, nothing like that, but but I got to tell you, they're, they're going to be more fun coming with that pass offense for sure. Got got a lot of guys that can run, and they're like I said, they're not just fast guys; they're really good receivers. They do it all. Joe, thanks for your time. It's good catching up with you, brother. Al, thank you, and and thank you for everything you do, man. You're fantastic. Oh, people realize how much time and effort you put into this studying guys and and every play and and all the things, man. You're a superstar, and thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Joe Rose here on Locked on Dolphins. Trust you all enjoyed the check-in with Mr. Joe Rose. Phenomenal conversation, phenomenal insight, as always, into your Miami Dolphins. And we will have more insight on your Miami Dolphins Friday, tomorrow, with another doubleheader. Rubber's hitting the road here on Locked on Dolphins, and we are going to up the ante as well. Doubleheader to take us into week three for the Dolphins' home contest against the Buffalo Bills. Hope to see you there, so hit subscribe. Make sure you follow along, get all of our notifications, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, click the bell, get the notifications when all of the video podcasts drop and go live as well. You know what to do. Fins up. Your team, every day, we don't just say it, we live it here on Locked On. Make it a great rest of your Thursday. I'll talk with you all again tomorrow.